Welcome back to a sort of Star Wars podcast, a podcast that's sort of about Star Wars and sort of about everything else. And today is a Rogue One appreciation episode. And with me today, we have Guacamole. Welcome back, Guacamole. Ah, thank you. Welcome to you as well. Thank you. And we got Doormat. Doormat. I got Matt. What did I call you when you were on the book? episodes book episodes i don't know uh, matt matt hi matt <laughs> hello <laughs> uh, whatever you want to call me just don't call me late for dinner oh nice <laughs> nice this is a sort of star wars podcast this is where the fun begins <laughs> i feel the force <laughs> All right, so today we are talking about the Rogue One. Uh, so each, my goal was each month this year to do a Rogue One appreciation episode because it's the fifth year since Rogue One came out, five year anniversary. Um, I slacked a little bit, had some other ideas, so I didn't really do one every month. But since we're getting close to the end of the year, I thought I'll just do a general appreciation, non-specific to anything in particular in the movie, just why. Uh, Rogue One is such a great Star Wars movie. Uh, but before we get into that, I do um, have something to say. I was tricked today. <laughs> Somebody pulled one over on me. I got a text today from someone who will remain unknown. A friend, used to be a friend, and they said, Hey! And I said, What? And they said, Avatar Trailer 2 came out today. And I was like, what? Really? And he's like, yeah. And so I went online all over the place right away, YouTube and Google, and no Avatar 2 trailer came out. No. I was very upset. I was very upset. So you know who you are, person. We are no longer friends. (laughs) (laughs) But that doesn't have anything to do with Rogue One. But (laughs) I just wanted to vent for a little second there. Did you know that Avatar 2 is only a year away, though? I did know that. December of 2022. Finally. I think after, what, 13 years? Uh, yeah. When was it? 2010, 2009. right? 2009. 2009. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was just it, referenced it was, in like season nine of the Big Bang Theory that I'm watching through. Oh, really? Yeah. As like the greatest cinematic masterpiece of all time? No, it just it was like a a little passing comment by like Sheldon or something and he just was like I don't know why did Avatar decide to make five movies <laughs> uh, okay did you like Avatar Molly yeah I love Avatar okay and Matt likes it I like it yep. there's a lot of like people who don't like it out there which is concerning for the human population <laughs> <laughs> especially because it's a whole movie about well we can get into that another day another day <laughs> another day <laughs> We're going to talk about Rogue One today. Okay. Um, and this episode is brought to you by our patrons. We have Allie, Tim, McPeachy, Tyler, Spicy J, Casey, John, Melissa, Dan, Valerie, Josh, and Aaron. Woo! Special shout out to Aaron <laughs> for letting Woo! her husband come talk to my sister. <laughs> Hi, Molly. <laughs> oh, hey, Matt. <laughs> All right. So, first question regarding Rogue One. Um, what is 
uh, let me rephrase that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Where does Rogue One rank in your list of movies and why is it number one? <laughs> of movies ever made? Right, ever? yes. <laughs> no, I think... Um, we're not going to talk about where it ranks in our movies, I don't think. We're just going to talk about why we like it. Molly, is it... I mean, do you like the movie? Yes. Meh? Yeah. Okay, good. I, do. I picked the right two people to be on here. <laughs> I feel like it's just an all-around great movie. It's always yeah. the first one I go to show people when they haven't seen a Star Wars. Yeah. Was I was talking to somebody... Oh, sorry, Matt. It sounds like you're going to share a similar story, so you go first. Oh, I was just, I was telling somebody how I had to <clears throat> get home to podcast about Rogue One. And it, and she was like, well, it's trash. And that's all that you need Whoa. to know about it. Whoa. And I was like, I was like, what? I mean, it's not trash. And she was like, yeah, I didn't like it. And I was like, okay. I mean, so that was just like, agree to disagree. <laughs> but I had never like heard, hear, I didn't hear anybody say, that they didn't like it. It was just like surprising to me. Right. I well, I, I talked to a coworker who's a Star Wars fan and like he was one of those guys that waited in line to like he saw the original trilogy in theaters, waited in line to see Phantom Menace, you know, like okay. hardcore Star Wars fan. Right. Um and I said, "What's your take on um Rogue One. He said, it's not my favorite. I mean, it's not a bad movie, but he, he said, he's just never connected with the characters. And he said, to be honest, though, I've only watched it the one time in theaters. Hmm. Hmm. Um, which I think, too, probably maybe is because you just, I, I think maybe one of the reasons that we like it is we've seen it a little bit more. Could be a reason. Right. Um, but yeah. So I thought I thought that was interesting. He you like this, Ryan. He said that one of his favorite Star Wars movies in recent years is Solo. Hmm. He said that that was one that That's he, not one of my favorites in recent years. That's Melody's favorite. Oh, Melody's. I was yeah, thinking it was yours. Yeah, that's okay. Melody's favorite. I mean, I enjoy it. It's probably the last one I go to turn on. Yeah, I saw it once and I haven't seen it <laughs> another time. It's funny because like uh when it comes to other things like i'm like uh if we're gonna watch a jrr tolkien movie i'm not gonna watch the hobbit because that's not part of the lord of the rings or if it comes to harry potter i'm not gonna watch um the box thing the animals in the box what's it called fantastic beasts yes and where to find them i won't watch that one why when it comes to fast and furious i won't watch hobbs and shaw because all of those are not part of the series. They're extras. But when it comes to Star Wars, I watch Rogue One every time. So I see. I would argue with you on Fantastic Beasts. I liked it. I mean, I watched it. I liked it okay. But if I want to watch Harry Potter, if I want to watch something in the Harry Potter world, I'll watch one of the Harry Potters. But I see, agree. you're. But you're saying, but which is interesting because. You're saying if you want to watch Star Wars, you're going to watch something in the Skywalker saga. That's right. all. That, that's all you have right now. What I think is interesting: what's going to happen when 
Benioff and Wise come out with their new trilogy that's not in the Skywalker saga. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's interesting to me that all those other series, I won't deviate from like the main line, the main thing. I only care about the main characters, um, except in Star Wars. I like Rogue One, so I'm not sure why it's that way. Even in Marvel, like, like uh, WandaVision, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. I watched the Loki one because I like the Loki character a lot, but yeah. I would say, I think, though... What are we listening to? Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, uh, Siri wanted me to listen to some Christmas music, apparently. Uh, yeah. No, I was going to say that... Um, with WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision especially, it's going to be key for um, Phase 4. Mm. Yeah, we're trying to watch them in order. I don't know if we'll ever get to WandaVision. I, I, Molly, did you watch WandaVision? Yes. I liked WandaVision mostly because it had a very interesting take on how to deal with grief. And if you watch it with that sort of, um, that with that in the back of your mind, I think it's a very interesting show. Um, and I don't want to give anything away or too much away, but um, you start to see that play out through the series, and I think it's really interesting. Um, but by the end, it definitely sets up for things that are going to happen in the Phase Four movies. Mm. So. Anyways, it's not Rogue One. Um, no, that's not Rogue One. <laughs> I liked Rogue One. Rogue One ranks high on me, on my list with me, because of the... it. For me, it has some of the best visuals mm. in all of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's one of the reasons that I like it so much. Um, like... The Death Star over Jeddah as a, you know, being a, like eclipsing the sun mm-hmm. after it just blew up the city or Darth Vader lighting his lightsaber in a darkened hallway. Yes. Or one scene that I really like is when they're on Edu and the ships are attacking like the Imperial base mm-hmm. and like you get like the red explosions of the ships and the blasters, but like the whole planet has like. Like all the base has all this like blue glow to it, and like it's all foggy, and you get like this really like bright colors mixed. And I don't know, there's something about like the Disney Plus version if it's like super 4K HDR, Ultra HD, whatever they did to it to make it like better. Like I can definitely tell. Like watching it this but, time might have been the first time that I watched it on disney plus maybe uh probably not but maybe just i have a better tv now but i'm like oh my goodness this is like it's like stunning like that's like the visuals of it but even like i think it's really cool again back on jetta whenever the wave of stone is coming and it's just like they have to go through it and then when they're like flying through and the sunlight is filtered Mm. through all the dirt and dust and crazy i don't know it's just whoever did that because obviously it's cgi whoever did it just did a phenomenal job yeah so i i think for me that's one reason i go to it is if i want something that's kind of 
like of the Star Wars movies, it's one of the most pleasant to look at. Yes. <laughs> so Rogue One comes up for me a lot because like as one that I go to watch because it it feels like I'm watching like it feels so familiar to like the original trilogy without having the clunkiness of the original trilogy. The original original trilogy is great. Um, but it was made in 1980, like, you know, 77 to 83. So I enjoy, like you said, the visual parts of Rogue One, but it feels like you're still in that same time um, with the costumes, with the ships, with uh, mm-hmm. um, planets, with, I don't know, just like everything that's happening. It feels so familiar to like the first Star Wars that somehow it's nostalgic even though it's new um and i oh go ahead um well i've watched it probably 10 or 12 times this year um and like it's to the point now where like last night i watched the whole thing again it's been a while since i watched the whole thing start to finish last night i watched the whole thing again and I was like, kept getting to the point where, like, okay, I don't need to watch anymore. But I'm like, eh, I just want to see this next part. And they're like, eh, I don't need to watch anymore. I remember. I'm like, eh, I just want to see it though. And I watched the whole way to the end. Um, and I don't know. It's just fun. I mean, it's just enjoyable to watch the whole way through. There's nothing that, there's parts of other movies that I'm like, okay, I just got to get through this part to get to a part that I like. But I didn't feel like Rogue One has that part. Last Jedi definitely has that part. <laughs> like the middle part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> But like other other ones have those small parts, but Rogue One doesn't seem to have that part for me. Hmm. I definitely like appreciated Rogue One more this time in the sense of like, well, they don't do a lot of fan service, which is kind of nice. Um, because like if you think about it in the, like it, I thought about it when you were talking about the original trilogy, like the original trilogy, there was no fan service. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they didn't just bring someone on just for the crowd. I didn't, I don't feel like that's how Rogue One was, too. Like, they didn't really do a lot of that compared to, like, this past trilogy. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of that. Yeah. Um, so that was nice, but also, um, I feel like the stories are really real in this one, maybe. Like, I was just, like, when um, Cassian and Jin get into, like, their argument after they're on that rain planet, which I hate so much. Um, Edo. What's the name of that planet? Yeah. yeah. I was like, you just said it, and I can't remember it. But um, they get into that argument, and he's like, I've been in this fight since I was six. Mm-hmm. And... Um, she was like you can't talk your way out of this one and he's like i don't have to and then he like walks away you know or whatever i just feel like i really liked rebels the tv show because i felt like it showed the realness of like what it was like Mm -hmm. as if this is history (laughs) but um like it was what it would have been like not in our galaxy (laughs) (laughs) true true this is a documentation um so i like that about this movie it feels a lot more like a real story i guess yeah i mean all the other ones are real stories but even like even the way they portray vader is so much scarier Mm -hmm. like 
We need more of that. From the moment he's like in that little tub of water and that weird guy is like, (laughs) he's here, you know? You have a visitor. (laughs) (laughs) I remember Um, the first time I saw that and that guy's like got his cloak and it's like a big robe and it's like hanging over his face. You're like, oh, what's this? A new Sith Lord of some sort? And like, oh, it's just like the butler for Vader. (laughs) The butler's like, what should I wear? Vader's like, here, take my old Jedi robe. <laughs> I don't need this anymore. So I like, I appreciate that. And I appreciate the story. Like, I appreciate Jin and, well, I, I'm not a huge Jin fan. Cassian, I really mm. like. Um, Are you excited for the Cassian series? I don't know. Sometimes I get scared of those things. Like, are they just going to take this good character and ruin mm. him? I don't know. Um, you can't ruin Diego Luna. I mean, he's beautiful. So, <laughs> I just find him fascinating because, like, at the beginning of the movie, he is, like, working for the Rebel Alliance. And then he just, like, shoots this guy. Right. And you always, like, you always connect, like, the rebels to, like, the good guys. Mm. But, like, what he does to this guy in the alleyway who's like, I can't climb because of my arm. And you're just like, he just shoots him. Right. He's like, oh, that's not, like, what you connect to, like, the rebel. I don't know. Right. right. I find him fascinating. What? No, I, I'm i not. I, I, This is a waste of time and money for Cassian Andor TV show, in my opinion. Really? <laughs> waste of time and money? Why? Uh, no, it, that's probably Thanks, a Thanks, Matt, strong. for being here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just... Uh, that's that's more that's stronger than what I mean. I'm just... I never really connected with him. I okay. do appreciate his character arc because what I, what I liked about him in the movie is that here he had the ability to redeem himself in the sense that he's done so many awful things for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Now, in this particular story, he finally gets to do good for the greater good. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference there. He recognizes it. He knows it. He feels it. And that's why he goes with her to Scarif. So I, I can appreciate that. I don't know. I just, as far as a TV show is concerned. You weren't like, it's not something that's like not something, high on your list. No. Like for me, I want to know. And I've probably said this. like, Where's Jar Jar? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, in the I've, book that I'm <clears throat> reading. Oh, really? Yeah. The You're still reading the Chuck Wendig series? Well, I'm listening to it, but yeah. Okay, okay. For yeah. me, I want to know where Anakin slash Darth Vader went from being who he was at mm. the end of Revenge of the Sith mm, to right. being the, like take no prisoners person in rogue one and a new hope right or even like empire strikes back like that's the vader like i want to see all the stuff that he had to go through i want to see him chasing down jedi yeah and what that looks like i want to see him confront ahsoka i want to see him confront in live Obi-Wan. action yeah okay like so i want to watch rebels the Ahsoka. Oh. In Kenobi, there's going to be some Vader stuff because I'm pretty sure Hayden Christensen is in it. Right. Hayden Christensen's in it. But, oh. Yeah. Unless it's flashbacks. But, right. I don't know. I That to me is more of an intriguing. Yeah. You get story. a little bit of that in Rebels, but not a whole lot. You don't get it from Vader's perspective. Right. I want to see like a Vader 
driven story. You should read. I mean, if, I don't know if you like comic books that are, or whatever, but I think it's Vader and Mor- no Vader, yeah. Vader and Mortal. I think um, McPeachy talked about that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've never been huge into graphic novels, but I think that I would like to read just the Vader portion of it because they do. There's a couple, at least two different series on Vader. So yeah, I don't know. I just I would. It'd be interesting to see, you know, like how Marvel went rated R with Dare or not Daredevil with um, um, Deadpool, right? I just think it'd be interesting to see them do that, kind of go more mature in right. some fashion around a Vader series. Yeah. I feel like I keep saying that to different people, and if I said it to you already, I apologize. But oh, I okay. just we forgot some, we forgot you said it. <laughs> Good. That way I can keep saying stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I, I feel like that would just be really interesting. Yeah. So that would be fun. Um one thing that's interesting about this movie is it makes it makes it's such a good movie about such a small thing that I didn't know that I even cared about. <laughs> like in the very first movie, you're like, you know, so they got these plans, like I'd never cared for one second how they got the plans right. to the Death Star. And then to make this whole movie about how they got the plans and you see these people that Molly's saying is like, it feels like real stories and you like see Cassian who feels like he's always doing, like he never gets to see the good out of what he's doing. Right. He's always doing the dirty work. It feels like at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And you get Jin who's a major part of it and she's like a prisoner basically. And like it's, it's such a, great dynamic of characters you get like Chirrut and blaze who or blaze base blaze base his his friend his guy <laughs> um you're my guy and like <laughs> so you get them together and then you get k2so and it's just like and Bodhi rook who's i don't know it's just a very diverse group of people mm-hmm. um like they come from a lot of different places like mentally and like physically and um and it creates this great story about how they got something that I didn't even care about in the first movie. You mm-hmm. just take it on fact that, oh, well, they got these plans. Doesn't sound so hard to get these plans. They probably had some hacker guy go in there and just get them out. But nope, they sent them through a giant satellite dish. <laughs> <laughs> um, that So I think this movie has one of the best ending fight scenes. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean... Like with the, I think it was a while ago, Matt, you had talked about how Star Wars does this, where they have like three fights going on at the same time. Right. Like the space one, and then the land one, and then the like primary characters one. Yeah, the personal one. Yes. Yeah. Um, And this one feels like one of the best ones. Return of the Jedi is way up there with like one of the best mm-hmm. uh, final scenes of obviously, because it's Luke and Vader and the Emperor. But this one is amazing. Probably because of the visuals, like you said. Right. Um, but it takes like, I don't know, you just like really have gotten to like these characters, even in this short period of time that you've known them. Um, and it's it's a great scene. But then when it comes down to like, oh, we need you to find a switch and flip it. I'm like, this is Star Wars. Like we send stuff like <laughs> across the galaxy in an instant. And yet you need to flip a light switch to send a signal. Like you have to run this 
like coax cable yeah one, <laughs> one end of the planet to the other like. it's a big coax cable it's bigger than normal <laughs> it definitely is but no. i just think that's i mean it's kind of funny but it's very star wars to like do something like that it is and i i, I actually that's one of the things i wrote down as a question i was going to ask you guys is it the best battle scene in all of star wars um taking into account all three battles that are happening right like i'm thinking of that that the final um yeah battles that are going on so you have the space trying to get the shield gate down the shield gate down you have the one on the ground with the atats and Mm -hmm. the x-wings and then you have the personal one with k2 and Jin and cassian so you have those three going on. In my opinion, it's hard to say. Like Return of the Jedi, obviously, I think nostalgia ha- plays a key role in that. Because I go back and watch Return of the Jedi, <laughs> the the battle on Endor is a little bit hokey. Now. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but so we watched we watched Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah. When's the last time you watched that? Uh, when did that come out? I think it came out before Return of the Jedi. Oh yeah, Return of the Jedi. yeah, that was like every single thing that the Ewoks do to the stormtroopers, <laughs> the Swiss Family Robinson does to the pirates. <laughs> yes. Every single thing. I'm they pretty do. sure that George Lucas said he used Swiss Family Robinson oh, as really? his basis oh, for the Battle what? of Endor. I think I think I do remember that. Yeah, um, I I remember that too because I remember the <laughs> yes. I remember both of those scenes. Yes, yes, the Endor scene, like the the Ewoks. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. hokey. But, um, so, the only other one, so, I think it's, those two are, are big ones. And then it's the, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the Attack of the Clones scene, um, in, um, you know, at the very end when the, the clones show up to save the Jedi. Right. Uh. Like, in the the arena? In the arena. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so like from there on, because okay. you have, you have what's happening on the ground, and like that's to me one of a pretty amazing visual too. When you have all that that dust and dirt, and you can see like, like the the one time the camera follows the rocket, you know, yes, and uh-huh. then you have all of the laser battle, you know, all the laser beams and stuff like that. Are you talking about in the arena or later on? Later on, like oh, I'm okay. thinking like the whole the whole thing okay. because. I'm trying From, to remember the the ones that are happening. So you have you have like Dooku and Anakin and Obi Wan fighting, and then Yoda comes in, right? And then you got the clones. Who are they fighting? Droids? Yeah, they're fighting the droids. They're fighting the droid army. Is there a third one going on there? No, there's only really those two. Okay. But I mean, with that one, visuals were amazing to see how what it looked like to be on the ground and have. You know, tens of thousands of laser blaster bolts flying around, you know, um, and then finally getting to see Yoda Wield fight. Lightsaber. Yeah, fight with a lightsaber. Yeah. You know, again, I think that that to me, I think those three, as far as battles are concerned, you know, like these big epic, you know, encompassing scenes. So what's happening? I mean, now I got to go through each movie. Okay, how did this... Phantom Menace was Anakin in the Naboo fighter, was Darth Maul and Obi Wan and mm-hmm. Qui Gon, and then it was uh, Padme and 
her there bodyguard. is actually kind of four going on in that one because you have oh and then you have the gungans fighting the, gun- the droids yeah yeah that's my personal favorite set that's it yeah i mean i like that one i mean i I remember seeing it was so cool when like they put up the shields and everything. Yeah. And you have Jar Jar like throwing the balls around on different people. And, like, I just like silly, the music. Yeah. That's my yes. favorite. Music. Well, I was gonna say yes. like I think what redeems that one is see I think the the only thing that makes that one really important to me is the scene between Maul and Obi Wan and Qui Gon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For two reasons, it was really like. We had not seen a lightsaber battle like that right. yet. Yeah. So that was really epic. And then second, it's like outside of the Star Wars opening scene music, it's like the best yeah. like music, I think. Yeah. You know, and it like hit like the top of the billboard charts or got pretty hard high up there. I'm like, this played on the radio? <laughs> I don't remember this playing on the radio, but right. maybe people bought it on Napster or whatever it was back then. Sam Goody. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> they bought mini discs of it and put it in their little <laughs> right tiny yeah. players. Um, I mean, you had the Hoth scene in Empire Strikes Back. Then we already talked about Return of the Jedi. Um, you would have the asteroid field scene if you want to include that from Empire Strikes Back. Mm. Um, then from... I mean, the end of 9 is good i like that one it's i don't think it's as good as the other ones but i like that part when all the ships come in and you know they like lando brought all these ships in and like you see them all like speckled through the sky um and i don't know why but there's always like like a lump in my throat when i see that which sounds so stupid because it's such a dumb thing but like i'm like oh they're here to save the day and like all these nostalgic ships and I don't know. Um, and like Poe gets super excited and because um, you have that going on. But it's basically just the two battles there. Uh, Kylo and Rey with the Emperor. And then the ones against the Star Destroyers. But right. I feel like that one, I, I like it. What I like about that scene is that they have an army. No, it's just people. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. I like that line. And that's how... Star Wars has been for a, a large majority of it. Right. It's like, I mean, other than the clone army, they never, it was just like random people. Right. Yeah. Smugglers and uh, moisture farmers yeah. and <laughs> princesses. Yeah. So I, I liked that. I did feel it was, and and again, it feel, I think this was the struggle that this movie had is that it was too fan servicey. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's, so nine was all about that. I felt yeah. like. But I loved it. I still love it. <laughs> but yeah, it might be one of the best yeah, I, final scenes of a movie, in my opinion. Yeah, I was say, I think it, 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 back to the question, I think it is one of my favorite battle scenes. I think because it was just a very different environment, especially on the ground. Mm-hmm. Being on like a beach, it was like, it was like they were filming in like the Bahamas. Right. You know what I right. mean? It was just such a different environment. It was like, bright and sunny mm-hmm. and like what you would normally think is cheerful and relaxing and right. here's like this battle that's going on so i think that that was a really unique take on yeah the a, a battle can happen anywhere right you know yeah like so he's like krennic is like looking out over the island or whatever and then these like explosions start to happen yeah 
Yeah. Th- Deploy the garrison! <laughs> <laughs> I think what makes that battle unique, too, and different, is like, in every other Star Wars movie, when there's some sort of battle going on, you know that eventually the good guys are going to win. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting here watching this battle, and we all know how it's going to end, at least for me, um, this is how I felt. Like, we all know how it's going to end because we were told in A New Hope how this ends. Right. But right. you're sitting there thinking, it can't end like that. Like, right. this is such an epic battle and it's, like, so good. It is visually, like, amazing. And um, there's just all this stuff going on. And you're like, they're they're going to live. They're going to live. They're going <laughs> to live. And, right. But you also are like... But I know they're not going to. It's kind of like in episode three where you're like, no, Anakin's, no, no, he's not going to do it. He's not, he's right. not going to turn to Darth Vader, even though you know he's going to, you know. So right. I think but, it makes it different, a different feeling because you're still rooting for them to win, which I guess like in some ways they do. But you also know that all the characters you just fell in love with are going to die. Yeah. But you also know, but there's nothing in A New Hope that says that they died getting it. Yeah, that she ref- said many Bothans. That's that's, that's from, from Return, Return of the Jedi. Of the Jedi. Yeah. Oh well, many Bothans died. I guess I don't know. I just assumed they all died. Well, and I th- I think that that's what's interesting to me. I I asked the girls if they wanted to watch it with me, and they were like, "No, I don't really want to watch it because everybody dies at the end." <laughs> I was like, "Okay," <laughs> but. And and I think that's just an interest. It is an interesting take on what happened to these people. Like, why did the producers and the director choose to have everybody die at the end? Because mm-hmm. I I don't think that it had to. I don't think that it. I don't think it makes anything wrong that they did. I just think that it's interesting that they chose to do that. I think maybe just because it was like a quote one off, you know, a Star Wars story that we don't see these characters anywhere else they didn't want a whole lot of tie-in they wanted to be part of star wars but like you have like lay at the end you have tarkin you have um saw saw which if you're just watching live action you didn't have no clue who saw is um which i thought it was interesting that they brought him in what's the guy leia's yeah. leia's dad a uh, bail organa you have him um Pondo Baba. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Who? The guy, he's on Jeddah, but then we see him in the cantina on A New Hope. Oh, okay. Like, my friend is wanted in nine systems. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and and the other guy's a doctor. His name is like Dr. something Ivazan or Ivazan or something. I don't know how to say it, but I'm like, really? He doesn't look like a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me being judgmental. He doesn't look like a doctor. He doesn't look like a doctor. Um, um, he was a cosmetic surgeon, actually. The guy with like the weird face that talks. The other guy's like, rrr, 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 you know. But the guy with the weird face was a cosmetic surgeon who lost his license for doing uh, <laughs> what do you call it? experimental surgeries on people. Is this canon? Yeah. Mm. Or is it EU? <laughs> no, it's canon. Are you sure? I was deep in the wiki, in the <laughs> Wikipedia. Isn't isn't most of Wikipedia? No, it tells EU? you at the top of the page if it's canon oh, or it legends. Okay. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yo, you were saying something about all the... Um, oh, I that does make sense that they would kill them off because then you'd be like, well, why wasn't Cassian and Jin there right. talking about the Death Star plans? They're the ones right. that got them. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, but see, that logic falls flat because, in my opinion, because they, like, where's Ahsoka? Where's... I mean, like, where's Ahsoka in um, episode seven? Yeah. Where's the looking, Mandalorian? Looking for Ezra. Yeah. <laughs> but Ezra's looking for Ahsoka. <laughs> no, Ahsoka and no Ahsoka and Sabine go look for Ezra. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and then nothing Ezra. ever happens. <laughs> That's what I thought too sad so. I started watching Rebels. Actually, I, I don't really I watched care like too the first episode and I fell asleep. <laughs> Rebels was really hard for me to get into. And then once I finally got into it, I stopped watching it and it was really hard to get back, get back into. <laughs> oh, I it's love like Dad Rebels. says. I, I have one of those books once you put it down you just can't pick it back up. <laughs> <laughs> so but I know Molly really liked it. Ezra no, will I, forever be the love of my life. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he dyes his hair blue and grows it out. Yeah, you, you should love, see him. Do you love me now, Molly? Yeah. <laughs> Molly, love me. <laughs> No, Ezra ends up um, buzzing his hair, so that's why yeah. Ryan's hair is always buzzed. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I see. So one of the things that I found interesting, you had mentioned, or one of you had mentioned K2, S-O. Mm-hmm. Is it S0 or S letter O? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, I only asked that because I was trying to write it in my notes, and I was like, I don't know what to write. Should I correct it? <laughs> but... Um, now I I thought about this and I'm not quite sure that this statement it's an, is true. It's an O, like the letter O, right? Yeah. So I want to see if you guys agree with me on this. K two S O is what R two D two would be if R two could talk. Right. Yeah. Um, I agree. You agree with that? He's pretty snarky. Yeah. What about you, Molly? Attitude. Um, sure. Yeah, I have no opinions on the matter. <laughs> <laughs> then why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> this is an opinion podcast. I guess I just don't care about droids. <laughs> so, apparently R2D2 did originally have a script. Um, like the talk? Right. Right. He did speak in basic English. That's oh. English. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i guess he was like almost too uh like he talked back too much and he created too much trouble and stuff with the words that he used so they replaced his uh dialogue afterwards with just beeps and boops and oh, so really? yeah wow sucks so to that, be that voice actor <laughs> yeah. i don't know if he that still was got kenny paid. baker that did it <laughs> It's isn't it wild that there was somebody in the R two D two in the first ones? I'm like, oh my goodness, that poor person. Um, uh, I don't know. I just I thought I Molly. I agree. I'm not a huge <laughs> droid fan. Like, but I liked K two S O because it's like he has some of the best lines in the movie. Yeah, he's like, why don't I get a gun? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I find that answer vague and unconvincing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, I do. I do like the droids. Um, I like K two S O. I, 
I guess I do like droids. I just get annoyed that everyone's like, they're droids, they don't have feelings, and they don't have personalities. And I'm like, if that's true, Star Wars, then stop giving them feelings and personalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only some do. Only the ones that the main characters talk to have right. feelings and personalities. Yeah. Right. And then I was, Only the I ones that get to live. Th- <laughs> yes. I got on a whole like rabbit trail in my brain during the movie, so I like stopped watching it for a little i mean it was on but i wasn't really paying attention because i started thinking about like do they put personality chips in them Mm because like you can put personality chips in like your droids that you make at disney so it's like (laughs) do you put personality chips in (laughs) is that what they do in star wars yeah like r2d2 used to be really boring and then anakin was like you guys have a sassy chip yeah (laughs) (laughs) a little spunk to my sidekick yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I I I just liked um K2SO and I was like, I wonder why I like him. I think it's because it's like he's like if R2 could talk. Yeah. yeah. I I like the I I also like the scene where like she shoots the exact same droid and yes, he like yes. comes out of the corner and is like, how did you know that wasn't me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said, did you know that wasn't me? Yeah. Cuz they're making a lot of noise for two people who are staying under the radar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he is funny, and I do like him, and you're right. He is kind of like if R2-D2 could talk. But I, I still really... don't think he's the same as... Um, Human uh, my favorite droid is the one from Solo. L- L337. Yeah. So say they've done a good job in the last couple movies of making you care about droids. Um, like, people... I don't think anybody really cared about C-3PO until he said the line in Rise of Skywalker where he's like, you guys have like really been my friends or, you know, and you're like, oh, C-3PO, I love you. <laughs> and then you go back and watch the old movies like, oh my goodness, shut up, C-3PO. Yeah. <laughs> I always liked C-3PO. <laughs> I they think, land I think my- on Tatooine for the first time and he's like complaining nonstop. It's much too rocky that way. I'm like, oh, shut up. This is a droid on wheels. <laughs> you can walk. I don't know. I I some of my favorite scenes like in Empire Strikes Back is when he's strapped to Chewie's back. And he's yes. like, yes. turn around, you big oaf. Yeah. I do like him in I think they did it good they did well with him in Rise of Skywalker. They like had him say like weird things here and there. Like yeah. people like You probably Why? didn't recognize me with my red arm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's from that's not from Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, Force Awakens. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, when they fall into that snake pit or whatever, it's like, I'm okay. I know you weren't asking, but I'm okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I will say, in Clone Wars, he had a couple good lines there because he's like, when his head is getting pulled, he's like, oh, this is such a drag. Yes. Yes. I feel <laughs> beside myself. Yes, I'm so beside myself. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> But Rogue One, yeah? <laughs> you put my head on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys enjoy the <laughs> Wookiee language. <laughs> no, we are not doing the link in the <laughs> description of my last episode and you can watch 40 straight minutes of Wookiees talking. <laughs> Molly, have you watched the holiday special? No, I watched some of the clips that you put up and I was like, this is so trippy. <laughs> it's funny because I didn't even pick out the weirdest clips. I just like picked out, I'm like, I'm just going to pick out like a couple random clips. I'm like, I had in my mind about like where some of the weirdest parts were, but I'm like, like, you don't even understand. Like, it's so wild. Today I was listening to 
pretty much the music equivalent to the holiday special, which is the Christmas in the Stars album. Oh my god! Oh yeah, <laughs> I listened so to that bad. before. Oh man, I enjoy it though. I have to listen to it. It's a lot of Anthony Daniels as C three PO. So <laughs> he's he's an okay singer. He's an okay singer. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Just like Pierce Brosnan and Mamma Mia. Oh right, just like Will Ferrell. In the Will thing Ferrell. with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, yeah. What thing with Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds uh, and Will Ferrell oh, oh, coming the, out the musical. Yeah. Oh, are they? Mm-hmm. Is that why they did that? Ma- they made that TikTok. Yes. Yeah, so I could be brown. I could be blue. I when he brown. comes in the I, back, I love that so much. It's so good. Yeah. I'm like, oh, seriously, Ryan Reynolds is doing this because I've seen every other person on TikTok do it. I'm like, why is he doing it? And then Will Ferrell says, "Oh, this is good. <laughs> yeah. I like this." They have a, He has another movie coming out or a show with Paul Rudd. I'd like to see. Like, yeah, the, it's on Apple Plus. Therapist next door. Yeah, I think I nailed it. Something With like Ryan that. Reynolds, the rapist next door. <laughs> That's therapist, <laughs> not the rapist. <laughs> no, it's Paul Rudd and uh, Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah. it's not the therapist next door, but it's something similar to that. Okay, hold on. What's the other, psychiatrist who lives adjacent? <laughs> <laughs> the psychiatrist who lives in my in my attic. Yes. <laughs> uh. You find it? Just give me a second. Oh, I gotta watch Ted Lasso. Every second, second, second. <laughs> uh, let's see. The um, shrink next door. The shrink next door. Yeah. So, I wanted to ask you guys: Did you notice what was on the table in their home at the very beginning of the movie? <laughs> Blue milk. Blue milk. Yeah. Blue milk is everywhere. Yep. Now we know where they come not, from. Not everywhere. That's green milk. <laughs> oh, that's green. Yeah. That's right. Well, maybe after they homogenize it. <laughs> yeah. But that was green milk. <laughs> maybe that's for sour teeth. Weird thing to put in. As, as weird as that is, it definitely feels like a George Lucas thing. I don't know. It's like George Lucas is a weird guy. Um, I mean. I, I love that there's. There was a meme going around that it said, this is what $4 billion looks like. And he has like a pair of like New Balance 450. It's, like, Ni- it's Nike Monarchs. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's Nike Monarchs. Fresh. Yeah. And like flannel tee yeah. tucked into like uh, khakis. You no, know, he always wears the jeans that like aren't faded or anything. The dad and jeans. Yeah. 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 Like, the, like the ultimate dad jeans. Yeah. With like He's- a. Like he don't care. Like with no. a weird hat on. Yeah, like, it's like not a trucker hat. It's not, but it has like the. He know. looks oh, like man. a '90s dad. That's yeah. just yeah. all the time. I just love that. Um, back to Rogue One, though. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> if I if I can change the subject yeah, yeah. to talk about Rogue One for a little, we can go on a little tangent here. I guess. <laughs> Did you notice? I never noticed this until this time, but oh, what is that guy's name? Chiru. Krennic. Oh, Orson Krennic. I have such a hard name, such a hard time with his last name for some reason. Krennic. Whenever Product. like he. Product. <laughs> yes. Got <laughs> it. <laughs> I have some wings there. I just struggle with it. (laughs) (laughs) Critic. Okay. 
But really, whenever he flies somewhere, um, the music that plays is very similar to the music that plays for Kylo Ren. It mm. has like some of the Kylo Ren um, and like the the last trilogy um, sounds to it. And I thought that yeah. was really interesting. I thought it was interesting how he hasn't changed clothes in 12 years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't don't fix what's not broken. I it mean, is a good outfit. Yeah, I know. He's is he the best dressed villain <laughs> in all Star Wars? I mean, with the with the one-sided um cape cape. Yeah. I mean, he rocks that thing. Yeah. All white. He's like, "I know I'm bad, but I'm wearing all white." <laughs> I'm going to buck the trend and wear white. That's like a villain thing to do, too. What is wear, wear just white. one color? Oh, wear all white. Who else does that? They all wear black. They all no, shop. Just at, like, no, just like there's a lot of villains in movies that wear all white. Oh. Like, like the Thrawn? like the queen from um, Snow White and the Huntsman. Yes. Yeah. And like Janine from Divergent. Oh yeah. Professor Snow, and by Professor Snow, I mean President Snow. Uh, wait, who? <laughs> <laughs> and President Dumbledore. <laughs> Was he the one in the library with the rook with the candlestick? <laughs> that's Colonel Mustard. Oh, that's Colonel Mustard. Colonel Mustard. Colonel. Oh. He's the one that remembered the Alamo. Was that him? Exactly. I remember. He couldn't say Sakagawa. Sakagawa. 99. One hundred. <laughs> haters the best. Oh my, Molly. I was gonna say that the music, the mm. the score in this movie is very well done. I mm-hmm. I love Michael Giacano. Michael Guacamole. Yeah, yeah, him too. <laughs> it's Giacano. Is it? I thought it was Giacchino. Him too. <laughs> I've heard it both ways. Yeah. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Yeah. Tomato, potato. <laughs> But like what I liked, what I said, what I said, that the note I took was that I like the new imperial theme. I wasn't quite sure what to call it, but like it's, it's the one mm-hmm. that you hear every time with Krennic. Yeah. Um, and it's also the reason I say that is because it's part of the epic imperial suite that's with Samuel Sam, Kim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Samuel Kim, it's just like. Man, banger after banger. He's just like, what is he doing? He's nailing. He's making them. music. <laughs> I know, but like, it's crazy. Who is this guy? I don't. I never even saw his face before. I only see his little like avatar <laughs> on. I'm like, is this guy just sitting in his basement all day and like mix awesome music? Probably. He's not even real. It's just yeah. John Williams rebranding <laughs> himself. <laughs> is this John Williams working on Garage Band? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Check out what I can make. <laughs> These violinists don't know anything. I'm going to do it right. <laughs> but I I think it's as close to Star Wars as you can get without mm. being a direct copy. Like, mm-hmm. And that's what I liked about it, um, is that it felt very much Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, with the instruments he used, he used a lot of brass, which John Williams does. Um, it was very... Um, it has a very epic feel to it. And there's times where it paid homage to, specifically, in my opinion, it paid homage to the Force theme and the Imperial March. Like, it, it would, like, for each of those, it would, 
there was times where it played the actual john williams music like the notes right then other times it almost did like a little bit of a riff right like yeah, that's what i felt played like the first three or four notes and then mm-hmm. just kind of went off in a little bit of a different direction and so i don't know i thought he did a really good job of making it star wars but not just regurgitating right what was already done and i feel like at one point i remember reading about this um so this movie went through like a major rewrite like they had like it was, they had like a different director and everything right. and That's they, like, right. they started way over on stuff like everything in like the original trailer was like tossed and like started over with a bunch of stuff and i'm thinking that he also came in late as a composer in this hmm. um and just to think of what he came up with was um really great and him and in solo i forget the guy's name john powell maybe something like that i thought he did really well Mm. as well um but i like this soundtrack better do you have a favorite song um i didn't i wasn't able to make note of some Mm. favorites from the album but there's a couple that would stick out i just can't think of what they are at this time the one at the end um which is your father would be proud yes that yeah. one yeah it like starts as soon as um they kill krennic mm-hmm. um at the end uh and it goes the whole way plays the whole way to when they're dead on the beach um it's just i don't know it's an emotional part of the movie because the your favorite characters are dying um but it's definitely one that i've added to my star wars faves playlist on spotify mm-hmm. did you ever like wonder how did they get down to the beach well they have them they show them in the elevator yeah but it seems like they're like out in the middle of nowhere on this right. beach it and seems like, like they should be looking for like their friends like did Cherit make it did bays make it did you know yeah, like, just, did it, all, any of our did Bodie make it did any of our friends make it like no let's go to the beach We'll come back for them later. <laughs> yeah, it just seemed like all of a sudden they just were like, let's just sit here and watch yeah. the sunset. And I just was like, you seem really far away from where you just were in like mm. a matter of seconds. But yeah, it's all right. Um, I thought coming back to Chirrut, I love Donnie Yen. I thought he was great in the movie. I thought they could have done a lot more with him, mm-hmm. especially obviously he can use the force some. I wish they would have done a little more with that. This movie has... I often say this movie has everything I like about Star Wars. It's got, like, the ships and the lightsabers and uh, the great fight scenes. Um, But it doesn't have any Jedi. Um, And I thought it was interesting that they chose not to have a Jedi or not have Chirrut be a Jedi. Just have no Jedi at all. Uh, they could have created a brand new Jedi just for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe they wanted to... They could have had him die even. Because like you can't have a Jedi in, in the next one. You, you can't. They can't continue because you know right. Yoda and Luke and Obi-Wan are the last ones. Right. right. Um, uh, I, think, I think you're right. It's interesting that they didn't make him... I mean, they did connect him to Jedi in the sense that, you know, he's... I am one with the force and the right and, and everything. But I, I also I liked about it is that it feels like 
you know, the force is so tied to, at least in the Skywalker saga, is tied to Skywalker lineage or Palpatine lineage. It's like mm. more about what family you're born into. Right, right. Um, so I agree with you. It would have been nice to see a different character be able to use the force and and, i mean you see that a lot in i would say a lot in um the clone wars tv show because there's a whole lot of jedi in that right and and that's refreshing but it's i feel like in the movies you don't get to see a whole lot of that and you think it's going to be refreshing in the sequel trilogy but you're like oh no it's still just palpatine and skywalker right no yeah you're right and it'll be I'm I'm hopeful and excited for a like uh, a, a new story. A new story that yeah, I can care like, as much about. Uh, yeah, as the Skywalkers. And to, like be in like the golden age of the Jedi and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing to see what that would be like. So. And now in the very first movie, they um they call Darth Vader's like force an ancient religion. And I think you just kind of hear it in passing. You don't really think of it as a religion, but like when I watched this movie, is like the first time that I felt like, oh, the Force is like a religion, like Christianity is a religion. Like right. it's like they wear um, kyber crystals around their necklaces. Like people wear crosses around their uh, around their necks. Like people wear crosses around their necks. They have a temple. They have many temples. They have a holy city. They have like people who like are at the temple all the time like the guardians of the wills and it's just like it's interesting to think of like oh this is like a religion when you are taking your six month old and sending them to jedi training they're basically becoming like a priest of this religion i don't know how to equate it that way but you can you can believe in the force without being a jedi right um and i don't know that they ever made that like well known in the other movies this one was the first one that i really thought of like oh lyra believes in the force she's not a jedi but that's like her religion like she would i don't know what you worship but i don't know just interesting to think about that what i think too what's interesting about and you see this in the mandalorian as well and it's hinted at in the force awakens is that the idea like Vader and Palpatine apparently did a phenomenal job of wiping the Jedi right. off the face of history. Right. Like people just forgot like <laughs> that a like, whole religion existed. Or like this whole group of people, like right. this whole group of peacekeepers that were like throughout the galaxy like no longer existed. Right. Like you think about the timeline, like Force Awakens is roughly what, twenty years? Twenty years after and after Return of the Jedi, thirty, 30 years. So it's roughly forty years after the fall of the Jedi, right? Um, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, I yeah, I'm, I can't. So think I'm, th- right I'm now, thinking but. like from the Force Awakens to Revenge of the Sith, okay. roughly forty years. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that sounds right. So in that forty-year time frame. Vader and Palpatine have wiped the idea of the Jedi off the face of the galaxy. Right. In the sense that, like, when they're like, oh, they are real. Right. Luke (laughs) was a Jedi. It's like, right. 
dude, like this is like crazy. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Mandalorian was only five years after uh Return, Return of, the of the Jedi and like people already in that show are like, What? What's the force? I never heard of that. Right. I'm like, Really? But they're they're in like the outlying planets, so Right. It's like being a Mennonite. Right. Just like that. Yep. Um I don't know. I love uh just a lot of stuff about this movie. Um the action sequences are great. Jin's hand to hand combat. Um in that one on uh Jetta. <laughs> when Cassine's just watching her. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I guess she can handle her. I love that. Um I'd love to see more death troopers in Star Wars. I feel like we didn't really get to see much of them. We see like the upgraded version, maybe to see Luke destroy them. Yeah. And uh that's that's pretty far fetched in my opinion. <laughs> what a powerful scene, but I don't what believe that Luke about? could do that. In the Mandalorian season two, when Luke comes in and yes, he steals could. Grogu from his dad. Oh. Just like people used to steal kids and take them to the Jedi Temple <laughs> and brainwash them. Do you remember that? Yeah, also someone said that there's no more Mandalorian because Grogu got to where he was going to go. And no, I was they like, have, I, I disagree. Yeah. Season three is next year. Yep. Yeah. They're like, no, there's not going to be any more Mandalorian. It's like, oh, I don't think that's true. False. <laughs> False. Because then they were like, well, Grogu got to where he was supposed to go. And I was like, did he? Maybe oh. he did. Here's a question for you. Okay. Does this movie have the best Vader scene in all of Star Wars? I had yes. the same question. Oh, really? I did. If you think yes, you're in wrong. In his suit. <laughs> I was, I, yes. I wrote yeah. this question out and then I thought about it. I'm like, Matt's going to say Battle of the Heroes was, was Vader. You know when we would say well. it's Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting, Matt's like, no, that's Vader and Vader. Obi-Wan fighting. It is. Yes. No. Lord Vader. Vader. <laughs> For those who can't see, Ryan is doing an epic Palpatine he jaw like a impression. Perfect impression, like the little like, like relaxed face. <laughs> I'm weak. Oh. <laughs> what did he say? Like, I can feel your anger. <laughs> I don't know how you do it so well. You gotta like relax all the muscles in your yeah. face. anger. <laughs> And then, and still, then when Anakin's like, talk really clearly. Yeah, and then Anakin's like uh saying like he wants to be his Padawan or yeah. his whatever. And like he's like, Oh I know, like, like, calm down. Yeah. Okay. It's like, it's like <laughs> dude. Oh. Well, and like, well, I also feel like focus. It makes you stronger. <laughs> but I feel like Anakin in that scene's like dude, like Fuck up a little bit yeah. here. Like, I don't um, know what to do. I will, Help me say I will Padme. follow <laughs> your commands. It's like, what? Yeah. Anyways. No, I, I was going to say, I had the same question. And then after I wrote it down, I was like, well, technically he's Vader on Mustafar. Mustafar yeah. so. well, In the okay. suit, it's the best Vader scene. This is the best Vader scene that might be the best lightsaber fight. Mm. I think there's a difference. This, yeah. You guys make fun of him so much in that scene. You cannot say 
in, but that's no, the best Vader scene. No, in the final battle between him and Obi Wan. Yeah, you guys make fun of him then when he like talks. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> well, he doesn't do very good at the talking. <laughs> yeah. So like this scene is the best Vader scene when he's talking and then he like is like don't choke on your aspirations. Yeah, but yeah. whoever the actor was did not get this thing right. Oh, do you know who the actor is? Cuz he he like he did it like this. Like, yeah. I, mean, I think that's so like you could this. see it because he's very like silhouetted. You have to, I like, know, but it's like it's this. It's like no. Well, I mean, Anakin is like full. I know, but if you watch, but you have to. He's closer to a New Hope, and if you watch what he did in mm. a New Hope, it's closer to like this. Well, if you go, if you watch a New Hope, you'll find that in the opening sequence, he literally picks it off the ground and chokes him to death and throws him to the yeah. side like you think like oh this is vader he's like so powerful and scary but if you watch new hope he chokes someone to death in the first scene like not through the force yeah and then empire strikes back vader's like i've had enough i'm just choking people through screens <laughs> i'm not even gonna walk over there <laughs> really gives them the satisfaction of a face-to-face death <laughs> move out of the way i'm gonna choke that guy behind you <laughs> But see, that's the thing. That's what I want to see how it gets to be from the whiny, like, mm. I will follow you, whatever yeah. you need, to, yeah. like, I'm going to lift you up a foot off the ground and Thanos your neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he just told you everything that he knew. Uh, yeah. So, so, yes, best Vader scene in all of Star Wars. I agree. I, I think, like, to see him go through there and just, like, completely... Like destroy guys. Like yeah. I, I like the I like the scene where he throws the guy up and mm-hmm. holds him to the ceiling with a force. And as he was walking by, he He's just like, swipes whoop. behind him <laughs> and cuts him. Yeah, I don't know. I think yeah. that, that it's awesome. The nonchalant brutal brutality. Yeah. Is just, at the yeah. same time, he's like blocking and holding yeah. bullets. Yeah, or <laughs> blaster bolts. Um, and I don't think you ever see as much fear in anybody's face as you do when you see those guys trying to like get the door open and the doors jammed. I know like I get like, like I, I get, told you to fix this last week Jenkins <laughs> I get panicky for oh, them I'm like yeah. dude just hand it off get rid of it yeah. just throw it in there yeah. the, guy, the next guy trips as he's running out and oh my goodness yeah that's scary I, stuff I also though can't watch that scene and not think of the family guy when they're like what if he comes through another door? <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh. Is that from something, something dark side? No, it's from the Blue Harvest one. And oh, they're okay. all like lined up at the door. And the one guy looks at the other and goes, what if he comes through another door? <laughs> he pops in behind them all and just like sneaks around. <laughs> but, yeah. okay. I was, I was watching this scene because like, okay. So I was falling asleep because it was late at night. Right, and I was like, okay, I at least need to get to this scene because this is like the best scene in all of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So I got to that scene, and the spaceship. Wait, you're not thinking, not the best scene, because that that point where Jar Jar smells that fart. Do you remember that? One? <laughs> I mean, that's high up there, right? <laughs> I mean, like nine point nine to ten. You okay, know? okay, it's close. It's, it's close. close. <laughs> Fart humor is pretty good. Yeah, in any galaxy, it's it's funny. No, that's funny in any galaxy. <laughs> I don't care who you are. That's funny. All right. So you but were saying 
so he's in the hallway, right? Trying to get the coming out of the main hall. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> so he's walking down the hallway. He's just destroyed all these people. Then the ship undocks and takes off, and he's standing on the ramp. Right. How did he get out of the... Like, yeah. I'm, I was, I'm, I'm not quite understanding the continuity there. Yeah, I'm not sure where he was outside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, all how did he get outside? Yeah. <laughs> did yeah. i miss something yeah i'm not sure how either but i love that scene mm-hmm. but i forgot how much i like the first scene of darth vader just like with krennic yeah yeah like i love the scene where it's like just all dark and then all you see is his lightsaber it's just like epic and the chills and the fear and all that but when that first time you see him I don't know. There's like, just something about it. The door opens, right? If I remember right. And like, yeah. the shadow casts shadow. the whole yeah. way across yeah. the thing. Yeah. And like, ooh. Like, Krennic came out here to bother Vader. I know. <laughs> to just, like, I, go around Tarkin. I like how Krennic is like, so I'm still in charge? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm in charge? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, such a, like, four-year-old. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, he's very bothersome. I just feel like I love Darth Vader. And... I just feel like this is like castle and that mm-hmm. it's on Mustafar and that he has no feelings anymore. I don't know. I just like it all. Like when you yeah. first see him. He's like, this is where I killed my wife. So I'll just live here now. Is that a weird thing? I guess he didn't build that castle though. It goes no, into this the- in the comics. Some other guy built it. I was or- say, it wasn't a Sith temple. Yeah, something. I don't know if it was a temple, but another Sith because I think it, isn't there, it reference, he, like, I thought it was reference in um, Clone Wars. I thought they were mm. there in Clone Wars at some point. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Are you sure? Uh, I don't <laughs> think so. But anyways, I think both of the Darth Vader scenes are just like, that makes the movie. For, I think why mm-hmm. I like Rogue One so much is only because of those two scenes. Because every time I watch it, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot all this other stuff happened. But the two Darth Vader scenes, I like, those are what I wait for. Yeah. What yeah. about the Hammerhead Corvette? How do you feel about that? Call up my Hammerhead Corvette. <laughs> that's, <What>? that's, <laughs> that's the ship that pushes the one Star Destroyer into the other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that part where the Star Destroyer is like cutting off the top of the other Star Destroyer. Oh, it's so cool. Looking. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, and it cool. crashes right into the Stargate. Well, Shield it, Gate. I, what I liked about this movie... One of the, uh, another thing I liked about the movie is that it wasn't fan servicey, but it it definitely paid homage to the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. So there's that scene, which I hadn't thought of, but it's um, it reminds me of the scene in Empire Strikes Back where the three star destroyers are trying to oh, yeah. like evade right. each other, right. you know, and you see them from the bottom, and it, mm-hmm. that, you know that's a pretty cool scene. Yeah, um, and then. The scene where so Cassian finally says, you know, here's me and all my guys. We'll go with you to right. Scarif to get it. And they're like getting ready. They're preparing to leave. Um, the music and the um, the like the theme of that whole scene is very similar to the theme in A New Hope when they're getting ready to right. get into the X wings mm-hmm. to go attack the yeah. the death star yeah 
So I thought that, you know, they did a really neat job of tying in the same feeling that you had, the anticipation you had of them getting into, you know, their spaceships to go fight the Death Star. Mm -hmm. And this is essentially what they're doing, you know, now. It's just in a different way. Yeah. So I, I thought that that was really cool how, again, they did it. I feel like this movie did a good job of making it unique to itself, but also pulling in things from Star Wars to make it truly Star Wars. Yeah. Especially, I would say, the original trilogy. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't think you ever really forget that you're watching a Star Wars movie. Um, but it doesn't <clears throat> feel so... It feels like it, it's its own story. You're yeah. not relying on familiar characters to make it feel Star Wars. You're relying right. on settings and... Um, yeah, different stuff like that. See, what I think what what people struggled with, uh, I'll, I'll say, it. I think what I struggled with when the prequels came out is that it didn't feel Star Wars because everything was crisp and clean right. and bright and, you know, mm-hmm. generally good. Right. You know, and this is not what I remember Star Wars being. Right. And I think that that was what George Lucas was trying to show mm-hmm. is that this is the way things were when the Jedi were in charge mm-hmm. and this is the way things are when the Sith are in charge. I think he it was purposeful, but I think it was hard for people to make that switch. Yeah. Um, and I think that when I watched this, when I watched this, like the, the first scene with Cassian, when he's in that market mm-hmm. planet, it's very much like a new hope it's grimy and mm-hmm. dirty yeah. and you know back streets type of a situation and it felt very much like og trilogy star wars right yeah. and i think that that's what it did i mean it's it's supposed to because it's a direct tie-in to a new hope yeah so and the sequel trilogy did that pretty well as well with I don't know with even with the very beginning on Jakku makes you feel like you're just back on Tatooine again and stuff like that. Yeah, some people say that's like to its. It was like, like fault. too close, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think, like you, like you're saying, it was almost. People say it was too much. It was right. like a regurgitation of right. a new hope. And right. I get it. Um, I get what they're saying because yeah. in a lot of ways it was, um, but this was a different story. Yeah, so. Yeah. So I, I, the other thing I found interesting, I, I, like the trivia piece that I saw was that, so the blue milk was one I thought was mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. The fight scene with, was it Cheer Root? Is that how mm-hmm. you say it? Did you notice that he kicks dirt into the stormtrooper's yes. face? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> when, he's, just, when he like slides his foot around, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. he reacts like he gets dirt in his face. I was like, you have a helmet on, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love when they blindfold all of them and take him out. <laughs> yeah, are you like, serious? I'm blind. <laughs> so there is a little like a little piece of trivia there too as well, like a goof kind of like not really goof. I think it's supposed to be there where when they're leading all the characters blindfolded um, back to Saul's place. Uh, all of them like stumble over stuff while they're walking, except for Chirrut. He oh, walks really? fine without stumbling. Interesting. I didn't notice that. Yeah. I read that and then I had to go back and watch it. I'm like, oh yeah, that is true. Because the force is with him and he's one with the force. Uh, that's pretty much all I had. 
Um, anything else you want to throw in there, Molly? No, it just always throws me off when the like they don't have the scrolling credits yeah. at the beginning. I was gonna say it's that like like the, every boop. time. Yeah, it's like all the words right there. I'm like, oh, but that opening part with like you're like, what am I looking at here? And then you see like it's like the rings around the yeah. pl- around the planet or like mm-hmm. the asteroid field, whatever around the planet. You're like, oh, so cool. Yeah, yeah. But, like that part and like the dish going into the Death Star yes. or like that part where like. You see the front of the Star Destroyer. It's moving like out of a shadow and mm-hmm. you realize it's the Death Star. Yeah. I'm like, there's so many cool scenes like that I in this say, movie. I, there's just so many awesome visuals. Yeah. Like it's like it has, you know, the best visuals that I like when you think of like really cool ways to show something. Yeah. Like this has almost all of them. It's got my favorite ship in it as well. The Ewing is my favorite ship in Star Wars, I think. Hmm. I love that ship. So, destroyed though. So I, I had a question for you guys. Is the the Jedi shaped rock on Jeddah Luke Skywalker? Because it looks exactly like <laughs> Luke Skywalker. And I just wonder oh. if they did that. I think it's um I mean I don't you, think it's actually door. Luke. <laughs> it was steel door. Yeah, that's that was the gateway the second to age. Gondor or whatever. <laughs> what is that place that they're going to? Where they have to sail through the you know what i'm talking about the two guys standing with their swords <laughs> talking about prince caspian <laughs> yeah it's, right. it goes into gondor is that where it goes into the realm well, of men right yeah yeah the realm of gondor yeah. i mean gondor is the realm of men is yeah, like but, on the boat and they're going through this small passageway of water yeah. oh with, with the, the big two, statues the two yes yeah. yes yes yeah um is, is that where they're going to gondor or Rohan, or you, I mean, they're they're going, yeah, Thessalonica. <laughs> wow, <laughs> we're all over the world, fictitious and <laughs> I can't keep that straight. All the places um, in Lord of the Rings. What were you saying? Thessalonica? Oh, is it shaped oh. like Luke Skywalker? I would say it just looks a lot like Luke Skywalker. Because yeah, I, sure. I think it has like a beard. He has a beard. And well, at this point, Luke Skywalker was like 12. So maybe they No, knew. no. This is right before. He would have been 19. He would have been out complaining about Biggs and <laughs> whoever. Biggs is at the Tashi station. I want to go and play with my friends. <laughs> um, no, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say one of his friend's names was Big Starlighter. That was his, his friend's name. Let's <laughs> just throw star in front of everything. Um, so you know how like there's this like shield around the planet, and then right. they have to like open it up, like in Spaceballs. Yeah. Did you guys think about that? Yes. I was like, did they take this directly from Spaceballs? And like, yes. let's just do that. Because it reminds me of that when they put the vacuum. Suck. Suck. Yeah. Suck. She's gone from suck to blow. <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. Uh, um, uh, seriously, I wonder if they were like, let's let's just mess with that a little bit. Yeah, they probably. probably that would be funny to do yeah. that because it's a circle shape, but it's a square that you go through. Right. Yeah. Because like the the metal the arm blocking it. Yeah. 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 So the other two things I thought that were interesting that I hadn't noticed before was that Saul had an X wing. Because you see it when they run out. Um, uh, okay. Whenever they're trying to escape the 
blown up. He probably thing. stole it. Probably. And and the other thing was, um, I I can't remember what the what this was. So like when they're when they're in the cargo shuttle trying to get mm-hmm. through in the into Scarif, right? Like that whole scene, like the music. If you listen to that on the soundtrack, I it sounds exactly like a uh, Jurassic Park track. Mm. Like if you huh. take it out of this and put it into the Jurassic Park, you it probably would it would fit. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, so, because John Williams and Michael Gian- Giancino mm-hmm. are both credited as composers on the movie. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, huh. but I just I thought that was interesting because I. And it's funny how you can you hear those things, you know, when you're just listening to the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's do the Star Wars random fact of the podcast. We would be honored if you would join us. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. As you wish. So this fact is not so random because it has to do directly with this movie. Um, and it kind of goes back to what I said earlier about the uh, how a lot of it feels familiar. Apparently, they, uh, well, according to costume designer David Crossman, uh, they used actual, um, yeah, they used actual uh, outfits from the first three movies in mm. this movie. So that's probably why it feels so mm-hmm. like the original trilogy. And that is your random Star Wars fact of the podcast. The Force will be with you. Always. So if you haven't seen Rogue One, um, you can just read the opening credits of A New Hope and you kind of get the gist of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think there was something like when they came out for like the plot line for this movie, they used the opening credits from A New Hope. Something like that. I remember <laughs> like seeing that when it was coming out that they'd used that, um, which I haven't read in a long time, but... Funny. Um, such a good movie. I I go to it over and over. Uh, like I said, I it's definitely the most watched Star Wars movie this year for me. Um, next year is probably gonna be Attack of the Clones. Me and Molly Woo-hoo! have a special uh thing for next year for Attack of the Clones. It's the twenty year anniversary of Attack of the Clones. Oh, good grief! <laughs> Imagine thirteen episodes dedicated to Attack of the Clones. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> it's your funeral. <laughs> can't wait to to dive into that dialogue and Ooh. the script Man. oh i can't wait That's what <laughs> was it Harrison like Ford skin, back in? it's soft not like sand <laughs> not like here Everyth- everything's rough <laughs> uh yes You're such a cute man i killed them i slaughtered them like animals I think the most, like, the creepiest scene is when they're in that, like, fireplace. Oh, yeah. And, like, he scoots and she, like, scoots away. Yeah. It's like, no means no, dude. (laughs) Matthew, there's a lot in that scene. It's supposed to represent the tension that Padme is feeling. And she's wearing black because she's feeling like she's doing the wrong, even though it's what she wants to do. She needs to cut this guy off. Yeah. People get, like, really weirded out about the age difference. There's not that big of an age difference between them. It's maybe six years between them. Um, that's not that big of a deal, right? No. Our 
aunt and uncle or more yeah nine year support it just depends on how far back you look yeah. at the relationship <laughs> oh when 10 and 1 not yeah, good yeah that's weird <laughs> that's weird definitely weird <laughs> 21 but, and 30 not so weird yeah not so weird but okay well thanks everyone for listening thanks Matt and Molly for being here you're welcome thanks, thanks for, having, for having me yes and we will see you next time maybe one or two of you maybe we'll see Light just on the men Jay <laughs> Uh, you call, you called me pistol and I called you Jobin. <laughs> Catch you later, city slicker. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Be safe. Be courteous. Bye. See you later, alligator.